Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At the Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey everybody, it's me, D. Snyder, and you're listening to Jay Scott on The Hook Rocks. She doesn't know what to do. She's gonna drive herself crazy. Better me than you. She likes to get up when the sun fades. Doesn't have to explain. She's like a twisted Hey everybody, what's going on? It is Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Welcome aboard to another episode. If you haven't yet, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Also, that we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It also has fellow podcasters like Vinny Apice and Karma to Peace on the Hanging and Banging Podcast. Mistress Carrie out in Boston. Shout out Loudcast, the Great Kiss Podcast. Martin Popoff, the rock historian. And... Cobras and Fire, based out of Minnesota. So check those guys out, as well as many others on Pantheon Pod. Like I said, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us wherever you do podcasts, write us a review if you're so inclined. We always enjoy your feedback. We've got another great guest today, one that uh, I've been looking forward to talking with here for some time. One of my favorite bands from growing up, a great band from the Bay Area, one of the Great guitar players, one of the most underrated guitar players in rock and roll, and that is Mr. Brad Gillis from Night Ranger. What's going on, Brad? How are you? Hey, Jay. All good, man. Just uh, doing a lot of interviews, man. Got this new record coming out, so everybody's pretty excited about that. 
Yeah, the new record comes out August 6th. It is your 12th studio album. And uh, really excited to hear it, really excited to get involved or, or get into a discussion on the album. Before we begin, we always ask the same first question every time we have a first-time guest on The Hook Rocks, and that is the essence of the show. Just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in, every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a song or a band, an album, or a performance that hooked them on rock and roll. What was it for you? Oh, the moment that, uh, well, I, I got to tell you what happened for me. It would be March 18th, 1978. I played the Cal Jam 2 Ontario Motor Speedway for 300,000 people. So that was kind of like the biggest rock and roll day in my life. Uh, I got to tell you that. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we've had a great career. You know, next year will be 40 years. We're going to take it out on 40-year anniversary tour and new record coming out. we got a bunch of great festivals coming up. We're doing got the Kiss Cruise coming up, Summerfest coming up, uh, Monsters on the Mountain. Uh, we got Japan coming up early next year. Oh, whenever, sometime next year. We're, we're opening for Guns N' Roses at the Sweden Rock Festival, summertime 2022. Yeah, things are going great, Jay. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know the new album comes out here this coming Friday, ATBPO, which stands for And the Band Played On. It is a kind of a, I don't want to say tribute, but it kind of mirrors or kind of puts in perspective what it was like making an album during a pandemic. Um, this is a very unique set of circumstances, probably the most unique way you've ever recorded an album in your history. What was it like putting this album together, writing this album, recording this album during a pandemic? Well, I got to tell you, Jay, first of all, you know, sitting around this pandemic thing, you could only do so much. And, you know, we all just started talking on the phone and said, you know, let's just do a, You know, we're about due for another record with Frontiers out of Italy, a lot of a lot of 80s bands and a lot, a lot of bands are on on Frontiers. And uh, so we thought, well, how can we do this? Well, let's just start out with some Zoom calls. So we got Kelly Kagey, our drummer, and Jack Blades and, and I, you know, the nucleus of the band, the original guys from from the 1800s, uh, got together and started doing a couple Zoom calls with these ideas and uh, riffs I had and melodies Jack had. And, and we did a couple Zoom calls, got some great ideas going. And then... Uh, we, you know, we'd record them on our phone or some type of recording device. And, and, you know, after doing that for a while, we decided, yeah, these are good. These are good. Okay. So we uh, threw them to Carrie Kelly, our other guitar player and, and, and Eric Levy, the keyboard player and everybody having their own home studios, we were able to pass around the files and everybody, you know, integrate whatever ideas they had on it and throwing them on there. And, and it was kind of like, you know, kind of like a big bowl of soup, you know, making soup, you throw everything into the pot. But the thing, cool thing about this is, you know, if you wanted to bring something back or take something away, you still could, you know, um, until whatever made the finest product for the band. So Kelly went in and recorded some great drums in the, in Phoenix, Arizona area where he lives. So once you had that foundation nucleus of the song, we were able to pass it around to everybody to put their two cents in. And then, you know, at the end, you know, people doing their vocals and Jack and Kelly and then adding harmonies and such. But 
we always kept to that Night Ranger format, which is, you know, twin guitars, harmony solos, and, and you know, Jack and Kelly singing with, you know, two or three part harmonies for the choruses and, and you know, great songs. We try to pick the best songs out. I think we had 16, 17 songs. We just picked the, the best 11 for the record. So, uh, and we did it all by never getting together once, you know, pretty amazing uh, feat. Was it important for you guys to make this record in that there was so much uncertainty and so much going on that it it more or less acted as a bubble for you guys to escape from the headlines, to escape from all the, the, the crap that was going on on the outside world to kind of get in and just get involved in this? Well, that's where the title came from and the band played on, you know, basically we were able to take a, a bad situation and come out with, with the new product. And, uh, you know, we took our time with this record. We usually do records in about a month, a uh, month to three months, depending on the situation. Uh, and this time we took, you know, we took our time and, uh, cause we wanted the best songs and, you know, everything was so heavy with COVID that, you know, there was no hurry to, to finish anything. So, uh, with the luxury of time and, uh, and just uh, be able to weed through, you know, the, the 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 not so good stuff to getting the best out of this band was a challenge. But uh, all said and done, uh, I'm, everybody's really happy with the record. And, you know, everybody just can't wait for this release coming up this Friday, August 6th. And we're out touring. We're playing. And, you know, we just did Rockfest in Cadott, Wisconsin, and had like 20,000 people. And I uh, just played uh, a couple weeks ago with Sticks and Tommy Shaw came up and jammed uh the damn Yankees tune high enough. And, you know, then we got uh, a bunch of big festivals coming up. We've got the Kiss Cruise coming up around Halloween. Um, Japan's book to go back to Japan next year and the Swedish Rock Festival uh, uh, summertime next year opening for Guns N' Roses. That's awesome. You mentioned the heaviness of what was happening while you were making this record. Was there, was, was there, did you find, I should say, that your music was reflecting that? Because you guys are known for songs like Rock in America, Sister Christian, you know, soundtrack of people's lives that, you know, escape from what is happening. And when you have everything happening and surround you, whether it's the pandemic, the election, the protest, did you find that your music was reflecting the mood of what was happening? Or did you guys make a conscious effort to stay away from that and just do the Night Ranger thing? Well, we've always done the Night Ranger thing, depending on whatever is happening around us. Uh, the thing is, uh, you know, lyrically, Jack uh, had the crux of the lyrics on the record. And, you know, you could hear a little bit of angst in some of the lyrics and his voice on some of these songs. But, you know, we just do whatever comes at hand and, and, and make it happen. And, um, you know, uh, the, the, the days of going into a studio, paying a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a day in the studio, getting in and whipping off your guitar solo and your lead vocal and getting out of there, moving on to the next thing. Oh, uh, the time everybody having their own home studios and trying just to do the best we can to make a great record. You know, the hardest part, whenever you finish record, Jay, I got to tell you, man, I was waiting that three months from the finish date to when they release it. Cause it's like, no, you want people to hear it. You want to start playing some of the new stuff live. So now we've integrated uh, the song breakout, which is the first single it's on YouTube. Uh, uh, we started playing that live the last couple of shows and that's coming off great. And then we're going to start adding a couple other new songs in, but you don't want to, you don't want to hit, you know, fans with too many new songs, you know, you want to stick to the big hits and the stuff that people know, but with this record coming out, we'll, we'll see what, uh, 
which what other songs that people are digging the most and maybe try to throw one or two more into the set. Was there ever a moment with you guys that you felt that maybe this was it, you know, maybe live music is going to be different. There's going to be restrictions. There was so much unknown. Did that ever cross your mind? Oh yeah, of course it did. In fact, when we just first started playing uh, back again, you know, uh, I think only a few of us had uh, single vaccinations, you know, and I was afraid to go to the end of the stage to think of the people would breathe on me and I'd catch it, you know, and it, it's just a scary thought. Cause you know, this is when, you know, uh, things were still, it was just, just a crazy world out there. And, and it still is, but everybody's double vaccin- vaccinated now. And, and we've been doing these shows and the crowds have been great. And, uh, you know, people want to get back to their normal lives and they want to come to rock shows. They want to have a good time, you know, and, and we're able to see that. Hopefully this, this friggin' Delta variant won't come and shut everybody down and shut the live music down. So, um, you know, we're just thankful that we're able to, you know, we got as far as we got, got a new record coming out. We got some great shows coming up and hopefully the, this machine will keep rolling. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's important to stay positive. Hopefully, like you said, you know, the Delta variant, you know, doesn't shut things down again. And we don't go backwards. I think that's the biggest fear. Yep. There are some exciting things happening for you guys. As you mentioned, you know, the Swedish Rock Festival, the Kiss Cruise, this album is coming out. As you look back at the history of the band versus present day, what's the excitement level for you guys? Is it different because of everything that's happened over the last year and a half? Is it like, hey, you know, we can finally breathe a little bit, although... You know, there is some worry out there, but there is still a chance to breathe and say, hey, we're going to play live again. We're playing live again, you know, and and there was an unknown there for a long time. Yeah, no, no, we're we're kind of getting back to normal here. And what we've been doing uh, in the past decade or more, um, you know, we don't go out on bus tours for three months anymore. We just don't want to do that. Nobody wants to do that. And, you know, uh, because of the, uh, uh, the, the atmosphere, what's going on around here, uh, we're doing what we call, we'll be doing the weekend warrior gigs, which we go out, leave Thursday, play Friday, Saturday, home on Sunday type of deal. Sometimes it fluctuates, you know, maybe Thursday, maybe Sunday, whatever, but we just go out and do these weekend shows. And what's killer about it is, um, At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Is you know we're we're playing we're 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 out there we're doing what we love and know and do the best and and performing I mean that's you know I've been doing I've got my first guitar when I was eight years old had my first band when I was ten years old played all through high school in bands right out of high school into playing five nights five sets. Uh, a night uh, in club bands around the Bay Area, got right into Rubicon with Jack Blades and play that Cal Jam 2, March, March 18th, 1978, biggest day of my rock and roll life, you know, um, 250,000 people uh, right into Night Ranger and then, you know, getting our first record together. And then I got called to do the Ozzy Osbourne gig after the tragic death of Randy Rhodes and, you know, tour with Ozzy for six, seven months and recorded the live Speak of the Devil record, all Black Sabbath material, jumped right out of that and the night ranger releasing 
you know, Dawn Patrol record and Don't Tell Me You Love Me. That's when MTV just started out with a 24-7 format. And they were playing our video. Jay, they were playing our video 25, 30 times a day because they didn't have enough content for MTV. So that really put a face to the uh, music. And and the rest is history, man. We just, you know, out just doing what we do for 40 years. I remember discovering you guys on MTV prior to school, getting ready for school as I was waiting for my mother to get ready and drive me to school. I would watch videos. And I still <laughs> remember watching Don't Tell Me You Love Me, the video with the train track and everything. It was yep. such a magical moment, such a great band that I'd followed for so many years. You just mentioned your history, which, you know, is so extensive and so, you know, involved in rock and the community. As you look back and you look at the current times of making music and what the formula is now, you know, what do you think is the biggest difference for rock music in terms of connecting with the youth, connecting with an audience versus what it was years ago? Well, first of all, there's no place for rock music on radio, and that's pretty sad. Even watching the Grammy Awards, any any type of music uh uh, TV shows or award shows or whatever. There's just no more rock anymore. Of course, you got the Foo Fighters and people like that that are, are still holding the, the, the torch, but, uh, you know, not much room for any of these, these 80s bands, even the bands that are still together touring like your Def Leppards and your journeys and stuff. I mean, there's a, you know, you put out a record, you just don't get any airplay. There's certain stations around the country that'll, that'll play you for a little while and, and some will put you on rotation, but that's far and few between. Um, so there, the difference is that, but luckily we have a large core base fan base that, um, you know, that are still coming to see us and we're selling out all of our shows and they're buying our records and that's encouraging. But, you know, I'm just seeing that we're kind of a lost art form, you know, in, in essence. But uh, but you got to realize, you know, people, old, you know, people in their you know 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, kind of grew up with rock and roll and they're in there. They still want to hear this stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't picking up on the new scene of music that's happening. And so we're kind of like they're. Uh, uh, a release for uh, listening and, and reliving those old memories, you know? And as you you look at recording music, you know, it's so different now. I mean, especially now with the pandemic and people being able to do things remotely. I did an interview last year with Michael Sweet, who talked about recording an album during a pandemic. He actually loved it. He's like, it was, it was more comfortable than he was ever was making an album. How did you feel about the process of doing it remotely and doing it, via Zoom calls and, and everyone having their home studio and recording the tracks that were needed for the songs? Well, basically, they gave us something to do, first of all. <laughs> you right. know, I mean, uh, you know, I've always stayed busy doing stuff. Um, you know, I do a lot of music for TV music, ESPN, Fox Sports, and, and all kinds of placements here and there. So that's my little side gig. And I click finish guitar. So, you know, but during the pandemic, uh, you know, recording music was easy enough, but there wasn't much uh, guitar collecting or much going on for that. But we just decided, you know, hey, man, let's do a record. Let's give it a shot. And we were able to pull it off and uh, we're happy, you know, that we got it done. It's a good record and, and it's getting released. And uh, so, you know, it's a different world, but at least, you know, hence the title and the band played on, you know, we were able to play on through a pandemic and that's where that all came about. But, uh, you know, the exciting part for all of us now is just getting back to playing live, throwing a couple of these new songs into the set and, and people being able to hear a new record, you know, coming this Friday, August 6th. Was that always the working title of the album or how did that come to be? How did that develop? 
oh, you know, everybody just throws ideas out, you know, and see which one sticks. And uh, that one just seemed most apropos to a situation, you know, and the band played on to, you know, <laughs> to, uh, you know, a virus hitting the world. We were able to and we just played on and did a record, man. So that's how that came about. Yeah, it's a great title for an album. It is very fitting, you know, for the, you know, for the music, for the times. You know, you mentioned you played with, you know, Sticks. You're going out on tour here as well. You're hitting Japan. You know, is there different types of restrictions or different types of regulations that you have to be aware of as you're touring different countries? Uh, with, well, with the pandemic going on and everything? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we, we're only playing the, the States and, uh, and uh, mainly the Midwest. So uh, things are a little looser in the Midwest, you know, but uh, uh, basically the only thing that's really been cut back are the meet and greets. We, you know, just getting together with strangers coming in, you know, we have, sometimes we have very large meet and greets. They turn into sometimes up to 80 to a hundred people, depending on where and when, but uh, we had to cut those off, uh, which is, you know, it's kind of what it is, but actually going on stage and everything just uh, it's been pretty much you know business as usual and uh the we've been selling out everywhere and playing these bigger shows with festivals with the other bands and i tell you man it's like things are back to normal but they're not you know what i mean yeah anything special in the live shows this time around this tour anything different well, we got a new lighting guy. We got some great new graphics that go on the big screens, which is awesome. Uh, you know, adding smoke and, you know, different effects and stuff on stage. It's kind of new. We've kind of always done that, but it's a new guy, new scene, which is kind of groovy. Um, you know, throwing a couple new songs out the lead record uh, that's been on YouTube and, and doing very well. Uh, we threw that into the set. We played it probably four or five times. So that's fun. And we're trying to figure out what other songs to throw in the set. We're kind of waiting for the release of the record and to get people in the fan base saying, you know, what are their favorite songs and then maybe throwing uh, one or two more into the set. You know, I, I never liked it. And I know um, just regular fans or whatever, your normal person coming to a show, you don't want to, throw out too much new material it's like deer in the headlights you know it's like what you know and they may like it may have a nice group but people want to hear the hits so you always play the hits and we throw a couple damn yankees tunes in there because jack was part of that great band and and there's no one holding the torch on on those songs so you know we just played with sticks and we had tommy shaw uh come up and did uh we did high enough and crowd absolutely loved it everybody sang along and you know there's wonderful moments like that 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 uh that we like to throw in uh you know, whenever possible, you know, we, we tour with REO and jump up and sing with those guys or, you know, just, it's just, just fun hanging out with these other, you know, big bands and, and being able to uh, do these multiple act festivals and do well and, and relive these memories that, you know, had been lost the last year and a half. I got to tell you one thing, Jay, we had the greatest amphitheater tour for 2020, uh, Sammy Hagar, Whitesnake Night Ranger, and that had to be, had to be dumped, man, and uh, 45 shows around the country. And that's when the pandemic was hitting real hard. And and we're trying to see if we can resurrect something like that for next year. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I remember that uh, tour being announced. I've got a great idea for a Bay Area tour. You guys, Sammy Hagar and Y&T. I think that would be a fantastic <laughs> Yeah, tour. there you go. You know, well, Brad, this has been a blast. Thank you very much for the conversation. I appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, Jay. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, and check out that new record, every you listeners. And uh, 
And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. I know uh, I, I enjoyed making it and the rest of the band. And, you know, you're always proud of your latest release. But there's something about this record that just it's a little harder. It's a little more in your face, uh, a little more aggressive, a little angst to it. And maybe it's a sign of the times, you know, but uh, hopefully uh, people will uh, love the new record and looking forward to the release. Everyone, that's Brad Gillis. I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Stay safe, stay strong, stay healthy, and we will talk again soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.